Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Dude, I can't believe the way that Sam was just shitting on Julius right now. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Run Not Down Post Game Show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this the day after the Strickland Podcast Network, I am Sam. I'm joined by Schwinn, Tyrese, and Jeff. Knicks win 136 to 130. Um, before we get into all that good stuff, of course, I have to do this ad read. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, Bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's being played. From MMA to international soccer, head to the Bet Online app today and remember to use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, Really good offensive game from the Knicks today, putting up 136 points. I think that this is going to probably end up being the norm with no Mitchell Robinson going forward, um, which was the big news coming into this game today. No Mitchell Robinson. Um, Jalen Brunson um, took a little while to get going with his ankle. That's bothering him. Um, Emmanuel Cookie was also out with a knee inj- injury. So we'll see how that fares. Um, but, you know, two key defensive guys out. I think we were expecting a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. Um, and that's what we got tonight letting the Toronto Raptors hit 130 and they're not even a good shooting team. Um, and they luckily got some good shooting luck versus us as it always tends to be with these teams, um, which I think we'll talk about um, as we keep going. But um, overall, really good game from the Knicks. Um, I mean, you had, what was it? Six guys in double figures. Um, Julius Randle led the way with 34, eight and five. Um, you had RJ with 27 points a season high. Um, and Quentin Grimes, season high, 19 points, you know, his last two games since making those comments um, about. He exploded for 19 ball. points. <laughs> yeah. Um, and five threes. I mean, he just looks better. He has the ball in his hands more. And I guess like are we, we all speculated that, you know, him getting moved to the bench would be a good thing for him. And it has turned out exactly that way as we happen to be most of the time when we, we have DeMar DeRozan at home. <laughs> <laughs> if we had DeMar DeRozan at home, I'd want that shit to get sent to the fucking like dump yard, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Jeez. <laughs> the same DeMar DeRozan has 33 and 10 right now, by the way. Good. Good for DeMar DeRozan. Do I care? Do I care? No, I don't care. The Martyrs could have like the have like a hundred and twenty seven, and I'd be like, "Fuck that guy." You're telling me he's better than Wilt? It used to be like, "Nah, I don't want it." Yes, correct. That's Wilt. Will Will, one of the one of the legendary losers of the league. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, this was a <laughs> great offensive game for the Knicks. Um, it's good to see guys like Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart. It's weird to, that, like, is this, is this just going to be the thing where the shooting guard in the starting lineup is just not going to, like, produce well offensively? Like, man. Because DiVincenzo, yeah. he goes into the starting lineup and, you know, 
He has three, four, and five. And meanwhile, Grimes comes off the bench and, you know, Grimes and Hart both coming off the bench. 19 for Grimes, 16, seven, and eight. Almost a triple-double for Josh Hart. I mean, that is – it's very do interesting you, right there. But. Do you guys think that uh, Quentin Grimes would benefit if, like, Tommy DeVito is our starting power forward instead of – Can we stop talking about Tommy DeVito ruining <laughs> this franchise? God! Why? <laughs> Why? Why? We just pick up the random <laughs> Italian dude, and all of a sudden, we just can't stop winning games. Just say it. In it a is, quarterback draft. Okay, if you were in a Giants fan, would it not be funny, Tyrese? Come on, be real. Yes, it'd be like the best. It's the best story of like the season. It's like this random undrafted dude somehow, some way, plays for his hometown team and leads them to the playoffs. Great, I love Airbud, but like I cannot. Oh, Watch this guy ruin this franchise. Is that he's not even doing anything? He's just doing HB draw. That's the worst part. He's literally just going. It's take on Barkley, risking himself with a contract here to take this team to the franchise. We don't deserve it. I think we don't deserve it. So why are we doing this? All right, back to this. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I want. I actually want to get uh, Jeff's thoughts on this. Honest question, like. Look, the Knicks obviously what was 136, 130 was that the final score? Yes. Okay, so Jeff, what did you think about the Knicks defensive effort tonight? Just from the beginning, like throughout the game. <laughs> because I I'm I'm not I'm not trying to bait you in an answer here. So I'm genuinely wondering about this. Like Mitch has been our starting center, obviously. And he I, I don't think anybody would deny this that he is a much superior defensive player than Jericho Sims. And even with him as a starting center, I feel like transition defense has been a weakness. I I felt like, you know, tonight watching the game, the only reason the Raptors were in the game throughout it was shitty transition defense. Do you think that is about anything other than like, like, does that have anything to do with the center stuff? Or do you think that's that's just like some inherent deficiency in the personnel of the team? Or do you think that's an inherent deficiency maybe in like how we are set up defensively schematically? I think tonight multiple players in the starting lineup put it on themselves to try to help alleviate the missing of Mitchell Robinson on the offensive glass. I think that was like, Everyone, everybody knows what Mitch does on the offensive glass. And there's this chemistry with the starters, or at least with the main starters. I know DiVincenzo just entered for uh, Grimes. But there's kind of an understanding that if the Knicks are going to get an offensive rebound, it's Mitchell Robinson. Like Mitchell Robinson is a one-man offensive rebound. He knows where to be. He knows how to get the offensive rebound. And tonight it was like, okay, we still want to get offensive rebounds. That's still a big part of what we do, but we it's Jericho Sims is a Mitchell Robinson. And I noticed a lot of times, guys, especially Randall, and like I'm not blaming Randall. I, I do think it was strategic, but I noticed them out of position and the Raptors just really seemed to take advantage of that. Um, I thought overall defensively, it was the worst performance of the season. I thought it was horrible. Um, I thought that, Basically, there was no effort given, and there was there. Oh my god, sorry. Um, there was no effort given, and 
look, the thing about Mitchell Robinson and Manuel quickly, the one thing that they have in common, even though one is a six, two point guard and the other is a East seven foot center is they're the two best helpers on the team. And so when you have the starting lineup and you have the bench unit, each lineup kind of has that one guy who, when a mistake is made, a breakdown happens, you're going to get help. You're going to get either help at the rim or you're going to get a stunt from Emmanuel quickly. That kind of blows up the advantage. Missing one of them is fine. Missing both of them. It's just all of a sudden you have nobody covering for any mistakes. And there are mistakes all the time are like Randall, RJ Brunson. They were all just terrible on defense tonight. Just getting blown past at the point of attack. They just, none of them offered any resistance whatsoever. And and also Jeff, I just want to say on this too, like in terms of like guys fucking up, like our help defense rotations today were also just totally out of whack. Like I thought, I thought DiVincenzo had terrible ones. Grimes, like there, there were like those two specifically. I remember having terrible help defensive gaffes. But anyway, go ahead, please go ahead. Um, I yeah, I I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I it's like quickly and Mitch have it down. They know pretty much when to stunt, what like when they can help off, when they they can see a breakdown coming and they anticipate it and they do a really good job of it. You know, I, I do think that DiVincenzo and Hart have good intentions. They're just not as good at doing it as quickly and Mitch are. And to be honest, you know, I, I mean, Sam, I'm not like criticizing you or whatever, but you mentioned shot luck. I think that shot luck is the only reason Nick, the Knicks were in this game. Like, I thought that the Raptors shot 35% and the Knicks shot 60%. All right, can somebody explain to me what's happening right now? Fucking Tommy DeVito! Oh, okay. I turned the game off. Jesus. Um, Why can't we stop winning? <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, the, the Knicks shot 60% from three, and the Raptors shot 35%. And honestly, maybe the Knicks got better looks, but if they did, it, it was close. Like, I don't think the looks that the Knicks – I don't think the Knicks – the looks that the Knicks created were – way superior to what the Raptors. The Raptors missed so many, not even like slightly contested threes, wide open threes. If the Knicks put a performance like this together against any team with shooters, they're going to give up 150 points in regulation. Bucks, Celtics. I thought thought this was, not even them, like just this road trip coming up, you know, like I know they're at Phoenix, they're at LA, and they're at, um, uh, they're at Utah. Who's the fourth team? I'm missing a fourth team. Um, Portland? Might be. It's usually Whatever. in that range. Just, I don't even think it needs to be the top of the league. If they defend like this against any team that can just, like Gary Trent Jr. couldn't get the ball to the hoop tonight when he was shooting wide open shots. It was it, like OG. He's been pretty OG, bad this year though too. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree. I'm just saying like, they just had nothing. OG and Obi was the only Raptor who really even showed up tonight. It was really weird. Like, like it, I found it strange that Wally was like, oh, uh, Randall's cooking OG on that and one where like the Raptors would absolutely love Randall taking the shot. Look, Randall was great tonight, but like I thought OG was the only one who offered any resistance to Randall. Like when Barnes, Siakam, any of these guys were on Randall, Randall was destroying can, them. Can I, can I just mention like starting Barnes off on Randall yeah. <laughs> was one of the most asinine decisions I've so ever watched in a game and like keeping him on him. You well, know, they yeah. kept him on him for like the first quarter, right? And 
and I have, I even sent it in in our in our uh, Discord in the live chat, where I was just like, "What the fuck is this? Like, you're just cool with, like, look, say what you want about Julius Randall, um, and we will probably say many things about Julius Randall as on, on this show. But like, when you give him a mismatch like that, where this guy could not, this is not really even a knock on Scotty Barnes." as much as I would like to just knock on Scotty Barnes. But it's like, I mean, Julius Randle is 6'8", 250. Guy is a monster. Like, he's a fucking physical beast. And not only did they just allow Barnes to be his primary defender, they sent no help for, like, the entire first quarter. And Randall was just walking into, like, his pet shots. Like, oh, you're going to give me this Little fade away from ten feet, great. He's doing some I'm tough gonna... ones too. Yeah, but but I, they're they're tough, but they're the ones he wants. That's exactly what True. he wants. He was comfortable, right? It's we talk about this all the time, actually, to criticize Randall, right? Where we're like, well, yeah, it was a tough shot, but like Randall didn't really make him feel affected by it. That's how it felt. I'm like, I, and I, I don't know, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. Like that's how it felt to me watching this game, where I was just like. Every shot Randall took, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, if you could ask him for the game, what shot he would want, this is up there. This is like very comfortable for him. Um, and and that's how it felt to me the entire game. I thought, uh, to your point, like, yes, and I'm going to let you finish. Uh, the Knicks defense was terrible. But I also thought simultaneously um, the Knicks offense was very comfortable the entire time. And that's not been a thing against the Raptors in previous years where Nick Nurse, the terrorist, uh, was was their coach. But yeah, no, I I, I guess I guess I, I want to throw this back to both all three of you guys on this because this was my thought. Mitch is unequivocally, and I want to make this very, very clear. Mitch is unequivocally a, like uh, you know, however many percent, but like a lot of percent better than Jericho Sims is. He's also a lot more of a limited offensive player. He can't dribble the ball, you know, uh, uh, absent the occasional like, uh, Crossover, oh, yeah, caught you looking like, yeah. But like he he can't really like handle the ball. He's not comfortable with the ball. I don't think you can get through as many actions with him in a set because he's not as mobile. Like he's a bigger guy. So it's just tougher for him. I think there's something to be said of the idea of like, the Knicks' offense is maybe 48 minutes better and more diverse with Jericho Sims instead of Mitch. I, and I, I, I want to make, again, I want to make this very clear. This is not a knock on Mitch. I, I think, like, there's no argument that the Knicks are better without Mitch with the options they have at their disposal. But I do think there's something to be said of, like, look, if you're this committed to a Julius and Brunson starting lineup. Um, maybe your center, even as low usage as he is, needs to be a little bit more um, able with the ball in his hands and a little bit more mobile. That's all I'm going to say. I just didn't. I'm going to, I'm of course going to rewatch the game. So I'm going to look closer for what you're talking about. So I don't want to, you know, dispute it off the bat. But what I, one thing I will say is, there weren't very many plays. Jeff, dispute it. It makes for good. It makes for good content if you dispute it. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Um, 
So we that- like, 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 for example, I could be like, hey, it's crazy that they called an offsides on Kadarius Tony when they called the entire game. <laughs> you know, that makes me go ahead. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I just didn't see very many Knicks possessions tonight, specifically with Jericho Sims on the court. I think you can make the point you're making the ball, so there's about that. Hartenstein versus versus Mitch a little bit yeah. better. But with Jericho Sims on the court, I didn't see too many possessions where I was like, oh, they couldn't have done this if Mitch was on the court. Like thinking back on it, I think the Knicks were just really, really hot from three. And like, I don't see what that has to do with who's playing center. Uh, unless you do. I, do you think that the Knicks are more likely to get more open threes because Sims is on the court compared to Mitch? If so, I'd be. It, it, uh, they shot 60% from three tonight. Like, I, I don't know what. I, I honestly can't. This goes back to last year too. Okay, so they were twelve and eleven last year without Mitch on the floor, mm-hmm. and they were twelve. Like Jeff, we talked about this. You remember you you came on the pod and Mitch was out, and you were like, "What do you think the Knicks record will be without Mitch?" And I was like, "I think they'll probably go like, you know, fucking seven and five or whatever it was." And like, that's crazy. I don't see it. And I was like, "Well, we'll see what happens." And they did. And I'm not saying this to like. I mean, maybe I am saying a little bit to suck my own dick. But, uh, but like, the point was more like, I think, like, if you have, like, okay, forget Brunson, who I think is a separate thing from Julius. I think when Julius is on the floor, this team is very much set up to, like, try to get the best out of Julius. And that belief is stemmed on the on the fact that, like, Tibbs and whoever believes that like if you get the best out of him you'll get the best out of this lineup blah 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 fine I do think there's something to the idea of like Jericho can just make like have second decision better decisions than Mitch offensively that can yield like you know maybe like a who the hell knows like at max like a one point per possession difference defensively obviously you're at a huge negative like there's we saw it all night you know there's there's no there's no question about you know you're talking about like yeah uh the raptors missed a bunch of fucking layup threes for sure but they also got an extra bunch of layup threes because we didn't clear defensive glass in possessions where i know that if mitch was on the floor would have cleared defensive glass and i think like that is an interesting conversation to have and it's probably why like you know this is just me i can't speak for anybody else this is why i unfortunately believe that like if there was some world where we could just trade like if you could just swap out mitch as much as i love him for a guy like bam i think this offense and this team takes a different different step because whatever i don't want to get into like the specific of that it's just what it is um but in this specific night tonight against a team that like, look, the Knicks beat a team they should have beat with or without Mitch with or without Emmanuel quickly. And they did it. And that's great. And that's fine. But um, is there reasons to like, not be concerned about the schedule moving forward? I mean, we know what the schedule is the rest of the month. Um and I, you look, I, look, me, me, and Jeff as the uh, the smartest people on here, uh, and the and, oldest, yeah, and the oldest, and and with the wisest beards, uh, 
No, no, honestly, Tyrese, like, I'm honestly, like, you've watched Julius Randle this entire year. Do you, do you feel like, do you not agree with the idea that his defensive effort is just not where it should be? Because, like, I'm watching this game tonight, and I'm like, forget the half-court, you know, stuff. Forget, like, making rotations. There's just stuff in, like, basic transition defense where I'm like, are you fucking serious? He's been off on a different kind of level this season. Like, I expect bad Julius defense. It's been, like, grotesque Julius defense, which is, like, a different level where you're just, like, missing easy rotations, and it's, like, you're not getting a hand up when you're closing out on shooters. Like, that's how they lost the game against the Suns, because he didn't extend his hand to, like, contest the booker shot while he was fading away from the basket. It, um... But yeah, like, it just kind of feels like defensively he's been kind of... He'll have, like, a possession or two where it's like, why don't you just do this 50% of the game and you would be so much more effective on defense. But, like, for the most part, he has been missing rotations. He's been very lazy contesting. And, um... Yeah, it's been rough. He also didn't box out more at all tonight. And, I mean, it should come to no surprise to anybody that the Knicks got absolutely torched on the offensive glass despite, you know, the Raptors shooting pretty decently. They they got, like, I, I, I don't even know what the percentage is, but I guarantee you their op- offensive rebound percentage on the night for available offensive rebounds was preposterously high. Um, Julius, I, I mean, Julius and RJ standing there looking at rebounds is fine when Mitchell Robinson is, like, vacuuming box outs. That's, that's fine. When Jericho Sims is out there and his intuition is to just jump really high – which is like that's fine. He's young and that's what he does. He's a no, third year center. He's, a he's the same. Center. He's the same age as Mitch. I don't want to hear that he's young. No, but he's he's not young. Third, no. Here's the thing. He's a third string center. So like this idea that like oh my god, it's such a criminal thing that for him to come in and like not be as good as Mitch. Like yeah, of bobble rebounds and shit. Yeah, yeah, of course he's not as good as Mitch because why the fuck would he be as good as Mitch? Like <laughs> that's why Mitch is our starting fucking center. Do we think that Randall will – I mean, last year we saw how Randall started to step things up defensively and on the glass when Mitch went down last year. Do we think that this will happen again this year where, you know, he – I mean, because, like, this year he's been absolutely pathetic, as we've all agreed, defensively. And he's been kind of inconsistent on the glass. Like, he'll have a 20-rebound game, and then he has a rebound game like he does today. So, like, do we think that he'll – like step things up on both those fronts like he did when Mitch went out last year. Um, Cause if not, we're going to be looking at a real, like the schedule is already tough, but it, it could get even tougher if Randall's still not going to apply himself in those areas. I think this is like, I, th- I think he can be, he obviously can be better um, a lot better. And I think he likely will be a little bit better, but I think for the most part, this is what we're going to get. Like All I just offense. Think yeah, I just think this is Julius Randle. Like, the stuff he's doing, they're just so oblivious and consistent. I don't see what is going to make it. Like, he couldn't, you know, I know he was injured or whatever, but these were happening in the playoffs last season. These were happening in the playing knockout game. This is this Yeah, is but his ankle was hurt, so can't judge that, right? Right. I mean, look, we shouldn't be – he had a good, he had a really good offensive game. The Knicks don't win this game if Julius Randle doesn't do what he does offensively. He's just, I, 
I struggle with this because I very, very vehemently sympathize with people who are macro thinkers and are just like, how do you win anything with this guy? And so if you, if you believe, and I'm not, I'm not commenting on whether I believe or don't believe this, but if you are someone who just doesn't believe that the Knicks can win multiple postseason series with Julius Randle on their team, how can you enjoy any of this? Like that's, that's, I, I, I at least sympathize with that perspective. And I'd, I'd be curious to hear somebody talk, try to talk me out of that because, or try to say, no, that's wrong. Okay. Tyrese, go ahead. This is your time to shine. <laughs> I don't, I don't accept the, well, the Knicks were bad from 2001 to 2018, except for once. I don't accept that anymore because the Knicks have been competent for four seasons now. It's, it's been four seasons. Like at some point there has to be a bigger picture and it can't just be, we're trying to raise the floor because if you're trying to raise the floor, we should just have Jalen Brunson or excuse me, have Julius Randle and Tom Thibodeau. And we should have these guys be Knicks until they retire and never have championship aspirations at all. That is Tyrese's screen. Tyrese's screen's got a little bit darker. So did something just happen in the Giants game? I'm going to fucking Kubrick stare this entire franchise. Oh my God. We want to play defense. The the we're Tigers just, like, just missed like a fucking like thirty six year. We're just we're just the eighty five fucking beers now. <laughs> God, he's not even he's not even healthy most of the season, but now he wants to have sacks. All I want to say is that if anybody listened to the uh, strictly NFL live stream that we did, I was sitting there trumpeting <laughs> Giants point spread and Giants money line. So 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 was I. I, I was with yeah you. yeah you were too. Con, only Con, only Con, Con wasn't. Because Khan yeah. was like, eh, I don't want them to win, so they won't win. He was, doesn't he was, work like he, that, Khan. He was emotionally hedging hard. Yeah, he was very, <laughs> hedging very hard, very, very hard. Um, but it's okay. But I know, no, Tyrese, I actually want to get your answer on this because, like, look, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not. Like, you have consistently been like a Julius Randle guy. So, like, what do you, like, what do you think about that? That's his oh, way. They're not winning shit with him. I fucking know that. Like, they're not winning shit with him. But at the same time, it's also like, I'm of the opinion that they don't win shit regardless without like a legitimate superstar caliber player, and that player isn't going to be available. So, so okay. So you think that? Like, obviously, this is not how it would work. Like, if they just subbed in Giannis for fucking Randall, you would be like, no, there's no way they can win a championship. No, I, if they get Giannis, I'm like they're the championship favorite. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're saying, like there's no way they can get a superstar, and that would be like they could. Win I don't think there's a pathway to get a superstar now, and so like I'm like, yeah, eventually, do they need to like either significantly reduce his role or get off of him? I yes, I agree with that. I understand that. I can sympathize with that, but it's also like I don't see a pathway for that happening now. So I might as well just enjoy the team that I got. I think it's like a wild way of looking at it, where you're like, oh. Like, yeah, again, okay, take it from my perspective of being a 24-year-old Knicks fan, I have not seen good Knicks basketball consistently. In your life. Ever. In my life. So, for me, it's like, okay, yeah. It was the year that, you know, Schwinn's favorite center, Tyson Chandler, was the anchor of this team, so. Yeah, like, aside from that, when I was, like, <laughs> what, 12 years old? Don't do that. Don't do that. Like... <laughs> I'm an adult who can actually appreciate good Knicks basketball. So, like, I'm going to enjoy the fact that the Knicks are playing good basketball while knowing that, yes, eventually they're going to need to, like, reshape the roster heavily in order to, like, get a championship contender. But also, like, that move is so far away from actually, like, happening that, like, 
if I'm going to watch this team just being like, this team is nothing until they actually make a move. And that's just like whack. Like this team's going to make the playoffs for back-to-back years for the first time in like a decade. So I should just enjoy the fact that they're like a good team and there's good pieces here and there's overall talent and the games are enjoyable to watch instead of just being like, okay, well the season we're in December and the season's over. Like, Sam, so I guess- Sam, don't make an enemy out of me. <laughs> no i i so okay so i i think this is this is what's really hard like especially for us like we're doing these post games all the time right this is what's really hard is it's like look i, I am so happy the next one tonight i really am i i genuinely mean this like you know you lose mitchell robinson out for the next two months or whatever i'm pretty sure Manuel he was a game time decision more or less right He'll probably play the next game. So you watch these games, and it's like, you know, you're happy the next win this game. There's no question about it. Um, but, like, what's hard is what Jeff is talking about, where it's like, you know, now that we've, we've experienced this level of success, where we're like, okay, well, how do we get forward? How can we get forward? How do we progress beyond this? And it is hard to imagine, okay, if you're fundamentally tied to this guy who like just makes look, I'll, I'll just say how I feel about it. I think Julius Randle makes the type of plays and, or maybe lack of plays in a lot of ways that fundamentally restrict your ability to contend at the highest level. I will believe that forever. I believe that right now. I believe that if the Knicks win the next seven games, I believe that the Knicks finished the first seed. It does not matter to me. I believe that Julius Randle, when it comes down to crunch time situations in the playoffs, he's shown us who he is. Yeah, is going is going to cost you. And I think that's it's a very hard thing to reconcile that belief with like, hey, the Knicks are also in the best the position they've been in in forever, and it's okay to enjoy this. And you know, Jeff, I was on your pod uh, last week and we talked about this, and you know, I. I, I do enjoy this. I, I have fun with this team. I think this team is really good. They have a lot of guys that I love. You know, I watch, I loved watching Quentin Grimes tonight. We should talk about that, actually, because there's something to be said about, like, oh, Quentin Grimes magically moves to the, the, the bench, and all of a sudden he's, like, back to being good again. Um, but, like, I, I love watching a lot of these guys develop and, and be better and whatever. But when so much of what you are as a team is dependent on this guy who you don't fundamentally believe in. It's really, really hard to like differentiate between um, being happy in the immediate aftermath of one game and not constantly worrying about like, well, what about in April? What about in May? What about in June? And I think, I think that's the thing that like, it's, it's tough for me. I think it's tough for a lot of Knicks fans. So like, I sympathize with that, and I totally get it. Um, but forgetting all this macro bullshit, let's talk about some Wait, micro sh- bullshit. Schwinn, Schwinn, can, I, can I just add one thing? No, no. I think, that, <laughs> no. I think that, let's just say, let's just say hypothetically that, um, let's just say hypothetically, I don't, I definitely, I definitely don't feel this way. But let's just say hypothetically, you thought that Jalen Brunson was like point guard Julius Randle. You were like, He's not a good enough passer. He's not a good enough defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's just say hypothetically, 
I don't think any Knicks fan would would take this macro perspective with Brunson because every time Brunson steps on the court, you know, you know, he's leaving it all out there. Like, and, and I'm not saying, and, I'm, I'm not, and, I'm not and, and, and I'll, I'll build on that, Jeff. I think more than that, I think we know and we've seen he's got the ability to be the best player on a playoff floor with superstars on it. Right. And that makes a big difference. Like, like if I knew, if I've seen proof of proof of concept with Julius Randle, then I'd sit here and I'd be like, Tyrese is right. We need to believe in this man. <laughs> but like, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen and, it. And, and I, and, and in season tournament game didn't move you? <laughs> I, I, look, let me tell you something about that. I, I'm very happy that I was not in post camp for that instance story again. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> to, to go along I'll with tell that, you, too. that did not fucking move me at all. Actually, I thought it was proof of, yeah, I thought that was exactly proof of concept of like, hey, man, this guy won't try on defense. You're not going to win shit. But anyway, go ahead, Jeff. No, I'm just saying, if Julius Randle in a second round series, like just go, like just proves Tyrese right forever. Like, he just has one of those series that we saw, like, Brunson have against Miami. And Knicks win or lose, but Randall's just like, oh, he could be one of the best players in the series. You have no idea how happy I would be to be wrong. Like, and I think that every sports fan, every person should have that attitude about things. Because if you're just – if you're valuing your take and valuing your perspective – At at the end of the day, none of us wants to root against Julius Randall. He's on the fucking Knicks. Why would I want to root against him? I want him to like. I would love not like. I would love nothing more for us to make the playoffs and Julius Randle just be like what he is in the regular season in the in the playoffs. Because I'd be like, hey, look, you know, flaws and all, that guy is a difference-making player who benefits your team. Like, like you can watch tonight, and he didn't try for more than like maybe like you know. Three rotations tonight on defense, maybe. And even then, you could look at this game tonight, like you did, Jeff. Like, we probably don't win this game without Julius Randle. That's what you want to see. And you don't see that with him in the playoffs, and you don't see that with him in a lot of pressure situations. Forgetting all that, and I think we need to move off the fucking Randle conversation, I am very, very interested and very, very excited to talk about Quentin Grimes who has benefited from his move to the bench. And I love, I love, love some of the aggressive threes he's taking now. I think they're great. I think they exhibit exactly like. Well, they're running shit for him now, too. Like he, the first play, I think that he came. Well, they're not running anything. He's just well, taking it, shots. It, it looks also, that like they're bench, they just moved the, but but they but it looks like that because they actually run sets with the bench. Like yes. this is this is not a knock. I want to be very clear. Like, I think one of the biggest fundamental issues with like understanding what the ceiling of this team is is how tethered together Brunson and Randall's minutes are, and because of that. There's this concept of like, well, Brunson just wants to play ISO too. And I fundamentally disagree with that because I think when Brunson plays with the bench, he plays a totally different way. And 
Does that mean that he's not an ISO scorer at heart? No, it absolutely... He is an ISO scorer. That's a fucking great thing to... By the way, he's a great ISO scorer. Yeah. Like, that's a great thing to have. Like, every great... You need that to be a successful Every great team. championship team has had a great ISO scorer. That's a fucking fact. Okay? Um, there's a reason why that's the most valuable skill set in basketball. But I think the way he plays with Julius and without Julius is different. And... Um, forgetting all of that, forgetting the Julius part of it, it was just really, really nice to me to see Quentin Grimes come out and not give a fuck. Because that's what you have to be able to play like that. You've got to be able to play like, hey, if I put up this semi-contested above the big three, I'm not going to get shit on. And he didn't because he was great. Like he he was so good tonight offensively. Defensively, not him. Everybody was was what it was. But offensively, I thought he played such a good game. I thought this was his best game of the season. I loved watching him cut off of Hartenstein because you know what? Like, we can love Mitch as much as we want. Why would you cut off of Mitch cutting in those spots? Like, you're, you're not going to have the ball there. Like, I, I understand that. I, I get that. I think he benefits from that. And also, like, look, if you want to be real about it, even chance out what, five assists tonight? Yeah. Quentin Grimes, like, I think DiVincenzo is a better fit for those starters offensively. I think he's more capable of putting his skill set into that group and still having an effect while being a standstill spot-up shooter. I think Quentin Grimes needs to play with that bench. I think he benefits from the pace. I think he benefits from the fact that the ball moves a little more freely. I think he benefits from the fact that Hartenstein can pass better than Mitchell Robinson or Jericho Sims for that matter. Um, I think it's good for him. Now, what does that mean for the Knicks long-term? That's a separate equation. But on this night, I think it's okay to just celebrate like, hey, man, it is really, really nice to see Quentin Grimes is not some – he's not a fraud. He's not a fraud. He's a guy who has been put in a really tough position, I think, this year. And I think that's affected a lot of his effort in a lot of ways. And all of a sudden, off the bench – He's a little bit more involved. He feels touch. He feels the ball a little bit more. And wow, voila. Got a better player in our hands. Um, I would have loved to see this move versus the Bucks, honestly. Like I would I thought that would have been the perfect matchup to do it versus um, you know, guard. The optics really would have been bad though, right? It would have it's like, oh, we're not we're doing it now on the the custom season beat, tournament. The most important uh <laughs> That's but if it works out, it was yeah. like a freaking genius because he did it at the right, like the exact right moment. Um, and you know, the Bucks guards take advantage of them. I mean, we just saw Kobe White put up like what 33 on them on like six threes. Like that could have been Grimes off the bench if you know things played the right way, but you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we call we all kind of speculated that he would have got moved um around this like 20 or so game mark. Um and we all, like you said, um, <clears throat> with the bench, you know, the movement, the pace, all that just benefits him. But why do we think that last year he was able to play so well with the starters, but this year not so much? Because it doesn't seem like much has changed. Team, teams have more to scheme off of. Mm, just how okay. it works every year. I also would, I mean, look, the sample was kind of small, and I know Grimes wasn't shooting well. Well, I'd bet that if you broke down the tape, 
he wasn't actually that much different. Like, uh, like, yeah, like he, he was less effective defensively, but like that has nothing to do with his role in the offense. I would, and, make, I, I, would and I think, and I think a lot of that was also just like, look, man, he has a hand on Jason Tatum's face, and Jason Tatum makes a jumper. Like, that's you know what the fuck. But I do think like the way that he expressed his frustration, um, I think that matters. I think that matters as far as like. Like it, it like dude, these guys are humans. Like it matters how they feel. It matters how they react to stuff. And if he's in that starting lineup and he feels a certain way, and to be fair, like we all felt that way, right? Like we all were like, Jesus, the guy, like literally, he would not get the ball. Like there were like six minute stretches where he wouldn't touch the ball on offense. That happened. Like we all saw it. That matters. Like, and and we can say like, oh well, he should stop bitching because he can't dribble. Like, which I've done. Uh, but like, but like, yeah, he can't dribble. But like, it does. Like, look, we've all played pickup. Like, I, I, like, I routinely, very routinely, normally, am the worst player on the floor. Like, you know, even if you're the worst player on the floor, you don't want to just like not be involved, and it it, it does hurt your, like, it does hurt your effort on defense. It does hurt effort on like going to get a loose ball. It does hurt your effort on like crashing the defensive glass. Actually, that's not a real thing is bullshit, you know? Bro, Saquon Barkley just ran for a first down, and I'm pretty sure Tyrese's heart broke on stream. It was one of the funniest. Literally, I've never seen a guy. a fumble, but I'm pretty sure, like, it's not a fumble, so, yeah. I've never, I've never seen a person's soul leave their body. Like, it's like it just left. Wait, he fumbled? He fumbled? Oh. Did he fumble? He might have. <laughs> God is oh good. My God. God is good. He says. Well, no, I think I think I think gonna say he gave himself up. No, he did. No, he did. No, he yeah, did. You're, you're you're wrong, Schwinn. Okay, he's down by contact. By the way, what the fuck? This is not even a fumble. It's not even close. What are we doing? Do we want to talk about the Broncos? Oh yeah, what a team! Well, are we, are we? Can we? Can we talk a little bit about the fact the Broncos actually have a chance of, of, of winning the AFC West, which it's, is my favorite? Yeah, they'd have the same record as, as the Chiefs if if they just beat the tag. Like you know, I know that's easy to say. Like if they just won one more game, but like that game was totally there for the taking. Um, to bring this back to the Knicks, one guy we haven't said his name yet, and I feel like he gets a lot of shit from. A ton of Knicks fans. I thought Josh Hart was phenomenal tonight. I thought, yes. I think that Josh Hart at his best. I think that he, he brought the fucking energy. Like I would talk, he is bringing the energy every night now again. I love watching him play again. He, yeah, and he also there are people to... who like are convinced that he doesn't work as a backup four, and I'm like, what have you been watching? Like, why are people still talking about the backup four? Like, why is this a conversation? I think it's an easy thing to pick at, especially like seeing how the front court depth can be a little shaky, like especially with an injury to Mitch. You know, it it, people start speculating. People start, you know, going off on these things of like, hey, what if we move Randall around to the five and play him at the five a couple times? Like, what do we do at the four? So like, thing people people start, you know, talking about those things, and you know, they 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 think the front court depth is is shaky. So. That's why people go to the backup four spot really quickly. 
if anything, I need the Knicks to be comfortable going smaller. Like, yes. There, there, there can be nights when Julius doesn't have it going, and tonight was not one of those nights. Julius could have played 45 minutes tonight for all I care because, like, this was an offensive game and the Knicks needed Julius' offense. But there can be nights when, like, RJ is playing really well. I do think you need Mitch for this. Like but the when Celtics RJ game? Really well, what? The Celtics game? Right, like the Celtics game when you can go Mitch, RJ, and three shooters. You can go Mitch, RJ, and, you know, Grimes, quickly, Brunson. You can, that is a lineup that can work. Every other team or coach would try that lineup, you know, like, um, and I feel like there's a lineup similar to that that played in that Celtics game before Dibs made a sub that was starting to at least make a run. Yeah, it's, I mean, I could, I could see it. Look, it's, we've seen RJ thrive in settings like this. We've seen, we've seen him play well, you know, when he's the four and he's got lots of space. Um, I thought his offensive second half was really, really good too. That was really encouraging to see. It wasn't just three point shooting. He was doing the thing that he does. That is his best skill. And that's getting into the paint and creating good looks that I don't think other people, too many other people are capable of looking. Um, He was at one point, he was four of 13 in this game, which is crazy. You're talking about RJ or hurt. Sorry. RJ Barrett. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. He was he was four of thirteen at one point in this game, and he finished it ten of twenty, I think. Yeah, he, which was, he was. I think it was eleven to twenty-one, and he finished seven to ten in the second half. Okay, yeah. Kyrie's must have been so mad. And that's like the I mean, opposite of what we've seen in the past of like him starting off good and then like ending off with like a shitty shooting percentage. I I actually I mean I thought even in the Celtics game like the best part of that game to me for him was like he adjusted to a team that he had struggled against the first few times he had played. I mean, we, we, you remember that first game, the opening game of the season, we were like, dude, can you stop trying to like. Take Porzingis. Yeah. Like, can you (laughs) stop doing that? Is that okay? Um, But like, I thought the last game against Boston, uh, you know, 133, 123, we lost, but like, I was really, really impressed by like, he stopped short, right? Like he, he put up those floaters and, he made them sure, but like they were good shots. They were good shots in the sense of like, okay, he took shots that he could actually make. These are not shots that like, okay, Porzingis is going to swallow that shit up. And uh, to your point tonight, Jeff, like I thought even when he was shooting badly, the shots he was taking, you were generally like, okay, like, you know, maybe you can swing this out, but these aren't shots you're worried about like, oh, he's going to get fucking swatted out of the rim or something. There were shots he could make. And uh, that that's a huge difference. And, like, for him to finish that way is obviously super awesome. Um, but I think more than anything, the thing that really matters is were you taking shots that always had a, cha- uh, always had a chance of going in? And he did. He took all those shots tonight. Um, I thought his shot selection was good. And I thought his the pace he played with that was good. There were a couple of transition takes where I was like, can we be real? Can we can we maybe kick it out to a shooter here? But like, look, eleven twenty one. Obviously, we'll take that. It just, it's always it's always those those dumb possessions from RJ where you're like, man. Again, I we talk about forever. Like, he's the ones that nuke his efficiency. But to your point tonight, eleven to twenty one does not belie his decision making. I think it signifies his, his decision making. Thought I made good decisions tonight when he put the ball on the floor and he was in a shooting range. 
12 points on 100% field goal percentage in the fourth quarter, too. So. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'll just, I just will, not always, but of course there's going to be. Always. But I just think he has something, something mentally. I think that for him to do what he did last postseason should just buy him a ton of stock with Knicks fans because he was bad in the regular season. He just was. And he was getting buried before the playoffs even started. Like you had writers, beat writers. You had tons of people going whatever, wherever and saying, you know, if RJ has to bench him, right. They're going to have to bench him. They're going to have to take him out of the rotation. I, like, I said that myself. I tweeted like, yo, the playoffs is going to get ugly. And right. And for him did to it. do what he did, I feel like you just catch, have to be so, catch. so mentally tough. <laughs> I've never seen somebody more disgustingly rooting against their team more than Tyrese is right now. He caught it! I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought it was muted. My bad. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Ignore Tyrese. <laughs> Wait, why But why is Tyrese saying that was a catch? That wasn't a catch. I need no, them to say it was a catch. No, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a catch after this. All sides? Well, um, I guess I'm way ahead of you guys. Sorry about that. I'll just... no, you're good. I'm about to... Third and four is about to snap. Okay, well, won't say anything about that. <laughs> All right, but yeah, you know, okay. To, to your point about RJ, like, yes, you're right, and I think he just, and also I think his start to the season should buy more leeway. Um, what I will say though is that like, it is becoming an increasingly troublesome trend that that starting lineup with him, Brunson, and, R- and Randall, and no matter what you want to say, those three are the. St- Steady variables in that lineup. And that lineup is consistently leaking transition points that make no sense. Where it's like, oh, like you made a basket with four guys back. How the fuck is one guy beating four of you to the rim? Why is that happening? Or one of you and, is getting like a wide open corner yeah. three. I, I can't believe it's it's also incredible that we're recapping a win here because I feel like we've been at least I have been undyingly negative. But again, I, I just, I just want to, I just, I just, Schwinn, I just think it was a really bad performance. Like it was, there was a bunch of good offensive stuff. I don't think if, if the I Raptors know. had anybody who could shoot, they lose this game by double digits. They, the Knicks didn't play well in this game. So it's like, and the funny thing is the Raptors shot well for their perspective, like for their right. like standards. Cause like they're pathetic shooting the ball. And, so and I, I just want, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Scotty Barnes has a negative net rating. I think that matters. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Pelton who put him on the, put him as a game. starter for the All Star game. game for the game or on the season. On the season, man, I'm surprised EPM likes him so much though. I wonder yeah, why. I guess EPM sucks my ass. Um, but I guess it just really likes his defense. But or maybe it sucks my ass, Jeff. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Not thought about Gwen's ass insanity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, Tyrese. That that doesn't count. That, that's it's, uh, it's a complete pass, buddy. Mm. Oh, Jordan Love, you're such a fraud. <laughs> Warden Love, Tyrese. You know that if the Giants win this game, they're one game out of the six seed. <laughs> Do you think I care about the fucking six seed? You don't want to see someone a little bit. bit. You don't want to see Cutlets play a playoff game. <laughs> don't call them cutlets. Cutlets. <laughs> don't piss me off right now. <laughs> yeah. Like cutlets. Like I genuinely, 
but Jeff, don't, don't you agree with this? I like, don't you think a lot of the stuff we're talking about is exactly what is hard about talking about this team right now? And it's probably just not this team, but I'm sure it's a lot of teams. But it's like where you know that, yes, they are like – it's hard once you've experienced a certain level of success to just not strive for more, I guess is maybe a way to put it. But, like, it's hard because you're like, well, we were really, we were this good last year. Why can't we be more? And so now you view all the stuff that was good last year as like, well, this is expected. Because that's how I feel. Like I, I think about this all the time now when I talk when I talk about Randall. Because I feel like I take, I, I take some of the stuff that he provides for granted. And yeah. um, I, and I, I don't also, and, I, and I don't like. Well, I don't the bar's know, supposed like, to I, be that high for him, right? Like no, he it, has it, all these accolades, so like uh, of you course, know. no, no, of course, Sam, of course it is. But I'm I'm talking more about like, you know, we come out of the like a game like this, right? Look, we beat the whatever you want to say about this game. Knicks played 136-130. Knicks covered the spread, and they beat a team down probably two of their most critical players, right? Two of their, what, five most critical players, you'd say? For sure. Yeah. And they won, like, I don't know. That, that's that's the part that I struggle with, because I'm like, am I just being a fucking scumbag? No. Like, am I just no. being, like, a fucking too, like, demanding prick? Or, Slightly. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I there's probably just a middle ground here that uh, we're not really acknowledging. Um, I'd say that for the most part, we're pro- or like I think we're probably being too negative, and I'm tossing myself as the front of that. Like, definitely, definitely, the perspective you just painted is kind of enlightening to me. That's a really good point. The Knicks, the Knicks covered. They got they got up double digits. It was a touchdown. And I'm good too, because the Giants are still covering plus six and a half, baby. Oh, everybody wins. Um, and yeah. that's why you should listen to Strictly NFL. Because if you listen to us actually this week, you would be fucking banking. You'd be fucking banking this week. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. I um, I forgot. What you I was you were saying that I was make. I made a really good point, and I'm yes. smart, and I'm handsome. That's that's exactly it. Word for word, I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think I. Just, it's just hard, man. It's just I just think that tonight's performance wasn't good. So like I'm stuck on that, but I do agree that like it's probably a really good thing about this team if down Mitchell Robinson and Manuel quickly they can be up double digits with two minutes left in a game against a team that's historically given them issues. And I don't think they look good. Like maybe I'm just holding them to too high a standard. I think we also just have to get used to like this is going to be the norm for the next couple games, most likely, because I don't expect the defense to really pick up much. Like I expect this to be in a lot of shootouts. So like, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, use this ugly style of basketball. Yeah, and and I'll look at it, but like I remember this. By the way, can we just talk about this? Like. Why the fuck was anybody surprised that Jericho Sims started today? Like, oh my god, he's gonna—he fucking started Jericho Sims every time the Toronto was hurt last year. We're like, oh my god, he has specific gonna... set roles for the bench guys. Like, he once he has like a unit set, like he just wants to keep it that way. So, like, can Mitch I... goes out, he's just gonna pull the third stringer. Can I tell you the grimiest thing I ever did in my life? Sure. I picked up 
Isaiah Hartenstein, two minutes after the Mitchell Robinson news came out in my fantasy league. <laughs> I was like, yep, this guy's playing 30 minutes a night now. Let's go, baby. <laughs> and my friend sent a text to our group. He was like, he's like, yeah, like they, they had sent a text. I was like, oh, Mitchell Robinson's hurt. And he was like, the next message, he was just like, oh, Schwinn doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Schwinn picked up Isaiah Hardenstein right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, to, to, to the point you're talking about, Sam, like we went 12 and, 12 and 11 last year without Mitch Robinson. And we, the games we won, we won because they were shootouts. Like we won them because we scored a lot. And um, I don't, I don't think that means we're better without Mitchell Robinson. But a reason why I think it's valid to be like, I don't want to say skeptical, but like, may if you don't believe that Mitchell Robinson is the starting center of a championship team, um, I, I do think there's like stuff there that matters. Um, because I, I do think like when you see us be at least 500 without him, it gives you kind of like, okay, well maybe we need a more offensively diverse center, even if he's not as good defensively in drop coverage. And I, I think that's the hardest part to, to kind of reconcile for me. Anyway, well, I mean, like, I mean, you also got to think about the coach, like is coach going to utilize that? skill set in the best way possible is going to be the most optimized um and like defensively is he going to adapt a more switch heavy scheme if the center you know is more adept for that like you know those are all the things that you also gotta think about too because like we have all these envisionings for this team but like you know the what it comes down to is like is the coach gonna really do all that my guy well clad fraser knows ball i dropped in and for hardenstein Great move, Ananobi. Consistently garbage. Uh, no matter how much Tyrese loves him. Hardenstein was the uh, the number one DFS play tonight, so that's pretty cool. Obviously, I went with him too. Um, it was, it was pretty oh great. my god, the Giants are gonna win! Let's go! <laughs> no, they're not. We're losing this game, or we're getting Drake May. Beautiful day. So you're banging on Graham Gano fucking up here. Graham Gano is not even kicking. It's Randy He's Bullock. Kicking. Randy Bullock. Who is the fuck is that? Is that exactly. a Tennessee kicker last year? <laughs> Dude, he's been around forever. Yeah. You you know you know Randy Bullock. You just remember him. From like, <laughs> you just remember him from like the 2012 Titans or Texans or whatever. He was on one of those teams. Can we please think about the franchise? Nope. <laughs> So Chris Bernhard asks, he says, does it feel like the team is kind of just spinning their wheels into the playoffs, not giving consistent effort until the big moments? Okay. I'd, be, I'd be shocked if that was the answer. Honestly. I, I, mean, I, I just want to throw this out there. And I think we're pussyfooting on us, right? Like, I think everybody's pussyfooting on us. This is about Julius. <laughs> this is about Julius. Like, I'm not... I I don't like I really don't like to simplify it to one guy, but like do you really watch anybody else on this team and feel like wow this guy's dogging it? This year, forget forget this season. I don't feel like that. 
Like, yeah, do it's... I think do I do I think Jalen Brunson fucks up shit sometimes? Yes, I do. Do I think like there are stupid health rotations made by Grimes? I saw multiple ones by him today that I would be like, I want to fucking pull my hair out, whatever little hair I have left, uh, even my gray yeah. ones. And and you know, like I I see, all, but like there's one guy that I think we're talking about here, and yes, I. Yeah, it's funny I, that like if he's it's, it's funny if he's the one that's spinning his wheels into the playoffs because like it's like when you get to the playoffs, it looks like you're still spinning your wheels, my guy. Well, like that, that's that's the thing, and like none of our questions about Julius are going to be answered until the playoffs, and that's exactly. I think that is actually the basic frustration with so much of this season, where it's like, well, this guy, like, we're just talking about the playoffs when it comes. So to maybe, the- so maybe that's it. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe Julius is like, I did the regular season thing. Like, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm just going to not get hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hate, also, like, I hate that because I'm like, you're not good enough to do that. You're not LeBron, dude. <laughs> the thing is that, like, obviously, I agree with what everybody's saying, but like, what everybody's kind of telling you, yeah, we don't care about your regular season anymore. We just want to see you in the playoffs. Like, yeah. 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 yeah like, he's going to make the all star team again. People are going to be like, okay, we know. Like, I mean, Man, is is he I, really? I think. I mean, dude, how? East East front court is garbage. East front court I mean, is bad. Like aside from Giannis, Tatum, Embiid, and Bam, who else is making it from the East? Well, according to Kevin Pelton, it's going to be Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes could lift my nuts. Are you kidding, Scotty Barnes? Okay. Or he's a more deserving All Star than Julius Randle right now. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, that's been great. Like I can't, I can't wait for Tyrese to pull up like <laughs> the one stat. If you, if, if you think nineteen point eight points is getting us to the All Star game, if dude. you think if you think that Barnes's shooting isn't real, that's fine. But like the from what they've done so far through these twenty games, look at my boy Retro right here. He's cooking right now. Let the <laughs> young Italian king cook. He knows ball. <laughs> God damn. Okay. All right, I need Randy Bullock right, to remember stop, he's I'm going to stop my Bullock. camera because I am ahead of you guys. Um, oh, man. I'm just going to watch Tyrese. I'm just going to watch Tyrese. Tyrese, what does the clock say right now for you? Two seconds. Okay, so you're ahead of me. So I can I can watch. I can just watch you. Um, can we – Can we? if we want to kind of – I mean, the Raptors are terrible. Can we talk about how Siakam just – like, if Siakam can't shoot, what is he? I don't – He's a flailing guy running to the rim, screaming. Why does he not? Why does he not play more center? Because they got Pirtle and they traded a first for him. Like he was playing center for them last year. They make no sense. The Raptors make no sense as a team. Which brings me to this question. This not even question, but this comment here that I saw earlier about like Masai and the Raptors. Oh yeah, Ace Bouchard. He says the Raptors are pretty rudderless team. Don't know how Masai can get out of this hole he dug for himself. Yeah, okay, hey, Tyrese, you want me to tell you a more depressing stat? What? This is the first December loss that LaFleur has ever had as a head coach. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Giants make Tommy history. De- Tommy DeVito. Uh, Tommy Soprano. Jackie Jr., baby. Italians are taking over, man. Okay, forget forget macro stuff. I'm very curious to hear what you guys like. All three of you guys, 
What did you guys think of just DiVincenzo? He's played two games down the starting lineup. What do you guys think? It's weird. He's okay. Like he's it's okay. kind of weird think, going think... from like him like shooting the ball so much to like him just kind of like playing a role, like being Quentin Grimes before a little bit, but just like differently in a way. I 100% agree with Sam that like it's clear that he's not going to get um, as many shots, and that's got to be strange for him. With that being said, I don't, I despise the people on the timeline who are like, oh, look, DiVincenzo is now the new Grimes because DiVincenzo is still so much more active without touching the ball. He's doing as much as he can to be involved. DiVincenzo is not the point of attack defender Grimes is, but if Grimes did what DiVincenzo did as far as like attacking the glass, being a connector with the quick, like with some of the quick decisions he makes, even just being a little bit aggressive in terms of driving off the catch when he has an advantage, which Grimes never does with the starters. Grimes, like this never would have happened Um, because I think it's reasonable to expect fewer shots in the start with the starters with, without that being an indictment on the starting lineup. Like it's good that Brunson and Randall and to a slightly lesser degree, RJ can be high usage guys and be plus efficiency guys. That's a good thing. This isn't like freaking Cuba. We're not trying to have like a balanced, balanced shot, uh, field goal attempt diet or whatever. Like it's a good thing that Brunson and Randall are such elite offensive weapons. With that being said, if you're the fourth option and all you're going to shoot is mostly threes off the catch and that's like all you've got, you have to find other ways to contribute. And Grimes wasn't doing that with his stars. And I think DiVincenzo has been doing that. And to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised that his minutes in the first two games have taken such a big hit that like he's that. Tibbs hasn't recognized like, okay, I know you're not being as as aggressive in terms of like getting your shots, but I still recognize what you're doing possibly. Cause I've actually thought DiVincenzo played really well at the starters the first two games. I think he's just more, like you said, he's just more aggressive in a way that Grimes isn't. He has more cachet with the starters. Do you think that's partially because he's like played with Brunson before? Yeah. He has more cachet. Like he's been a starter before he has a fucking ring. Like, those things matter, especially to guys like Brunson and Randall. Like, they're all vets. So, like, he knows what DiVincenzo is going to do. Like, I don't think you ever have to tell DiVincenzo, hey, I need you to shoot more. Because DiVincenzo will gladly shoot more. So, like, I think he just does things in a way that Grimes won't. And even if the defense takes a little bit of a hit, I think the Knicks are, like, the offensive juice that DiVincenzo gives even when he's not shooting the ball is so much more impactful than Grimes has right now and I think Grimes does more as a creator for the bench unit which I think that lineup desperately needed like a side like a, ter- a tertiary level creator who could kind of do more stuff on ball who like has that quick trigger I think Grimes fits that mold a bit better it's wild to me that with no quickly one of the main guards was still only getting less than 20 minutes like, to me, that's indefensible if you're Tibbs. And I think the big reason that that happened is because Tibbs won't let Grimes play small forward still. That's that's the next step. Like, the way to get DiVincenzo and, you know, quickly when he's back, more minutes is to not need Hart or RJ always as small forward. That Like, just like, I mean, it shouldn't always only well, need can we, can we also just say, like, I can maybe understand with Hart because Hart's actually, like, a really good defensive rebounder. RJ's not. And like, like he hasn't been this entire year. 
I can pull up the numbers. I, I don't really feel like doing it right now because I don't need to. I think it's apparent. Like, he's not a good defensive rebounder. Like, he's just not. And in that sense, like, if you're going to just not play a good defensive rebounder at three, then just play your better offensive options. Yeah. And just uh, – it's, it's tough because I actually think – with RJ specifically, Tibbs has gone very far in the other direction. Like his his rotations are super short. He gets like two to three um, five minute rotations a half. It's it's, it's kind of odd. Um, and then you got Brunson and Randall both playing you know entire quarters, and the bench guys playing ten to fourteen minute shifts. It's just he doesn't really seem to have a middle ground. But I I, I think the Knicks would be well served if just they were able to mix it up. There, there was a time in today's game when they could have kept Grimes in with like DiVincenzo and Brunson or um, yeah, with DiVincenzo and Brunson. And I think it was in the second half and I was, I was, well, not really surprised because I know how much he loves Josh Hart, but yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know how uh, <laughs> Bo Nix, I don't know. Hey, is Chris Bernhard. Hey, Tyrese. Don't worry about it. Bonex will be there for you. <laughs> the the funny thing about this is if they would have just been in the Bills and be in the Jets, this team would be legitimately like in the playoff hunt. Well, th- that's actually worse though, I think. I know. Like the fact that we were like so close to being good. I should have started Tommy now, sooner. And now we're like trying to be good. <laughs> and the Brian Dayball being a wizard is hurting this franchise. He's making Tommy he's not a wizard DeVito. with Daniel Jones. He's, he's too good of a coach, huh? He is a wizard with Daniel Jones. That's the problem. He took Daniel Jones to the playoffs and won a game. <laughs> not this like, year. He's one of the five best coaches in the league, and somehow, some way, we're going to like beat the Saints. On, if we beat the Saints Sunday. If we I, actually, beat the, I, I feel really bad. Tyrus is... I've never seen him this despondent. <laughs> really so bad. flustered. I, yeah, I don't. Really bad, okay, I don't advocate for tanking in any sport except for football. Well, you're not even advocating for tanking. You're just like, why did we not lose this game? Yeah, I, I want us like we would have been fourth if we lost this. No, game. but you're you're more like like how with our talent level, how the fuck did we win this game, type of thing? I don't. I don't know anymore, man. I'm just. You know, look. Maybe you have champagne as your as your coach. Whatever, dude. I'm just. I'm just going to embrace it. Whatever. Tommy DeVito's taking us to the promised land. Tommy Soprano, baby. Let's go. Jackie Jr. is doing it. This is why Soprano sucks. Payton should be in consideration for Coach of the Year. I think he should be Coach of the Year. You're not going to get an argument for me. If anything, I I don't have to watch the game. Dan Campbell's going to win it, I think. Is Dan Campbell going to win it? I think Dan Campbell's going to win it. What if the Broncos just beat the Lions next Sunday and then end up with a better record? Well, yeah, then, then then it's then it's an open. Who do the Chiefs play next week? The Chiefs. Oh, Domingo Ryan has to win it, dude. The Does Chiefs he? play. The Texans are good for no reason. So whatsoever. are the Broncos. For no reason. The Chiefs play the Patriots in New England. Yeah, that's a loss. That's Bill a Bell- loss. Bill <laughs> Belichick special right there, baby go my boy bill he's gonna put it on him <laughs> I, mean, I don't i just don't think bailey's happy is capable of doing that but you know maybe 
I mean, maybe you're underestimating Bailey Zappi. Have you thought about that? You could be right. I mean, he just did. Yeah, you're right. I, <laughs> All right, I no, need... to, to, to finish, like, we're basically wrapping up here. But, like, I think this game, look, I know that we, we actually, unfortunately, we spent a lot of this fucking post game just being negative. But, like, that's our thing I here. This, this team, without, like, I, I and I believe this, like, this idea that they are just going to suck without Mitch is ridiculous to me. They went 12 and 11 without him last year. If you go back to the year before, they went, I think they went six and six without him the year before. So they have a pretty long track record here of being able to like hold the fort minimum without Mitch. Now, is two months without him different from being like, you know, a month or six weeks without him? Yes, for sure. But like, if you, if we believe that Jalen Brunson is as good as we think he is, if we think, that Julius Randle, at the bare minimum, against sub- subpar opponents, is as good as he thinks he as good as we think he is. And if we think the bench is as good as we think they are, like they should be able to hold the fort. And um, I, I don't think that's like an extreme. I, I don't know. Like I, I I expect them to come out of this month being what what did they come in four months above or four games above. I think they'll be four games above or three games above by the end of it. That's what yeah, I think. They're gonna be fine. Like I don't, and I, I, I think I think their offense is actually really, really fine without Mitch. And that's not a knock on Mitch. It's more just like I, I don't think the offense is as dependent on Mitch getting offensive rebounds as much as people think. They I mean you got hard you got DiVincenzo who still kind of goes for those offensive boards, not at the same level, of course, as um as, as Mitch does, you still have Hartenstein too, who still gets um, a fair amount of offensive boards, even though he doesn't, I guess, not play as much minutes. But, um, but yeah, Zach yeah. Wilson, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like the Knicks run a rotation with no bad shooters and like all NBA level talent. Arguably not Sims, but like Sims is good enough to be a backup big. Sims 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 is one of the best third string centers that exists in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So like they're gonna be fine. Like it's hard to be a losing team with two all stars. That this is the same argument we had last year where people were like, "Oh, how do the mix?" It's like they have two all stars. They will be fine. Like that's really it's like you're they're going to have more talent overall than most teams they play against. And, and what I will say tonight is like one to, to Jeff's point, Deuce probably sh- he should have played more minutes tonight, hundred percent. I, I thought he definitely should have played more minutes tonight. Um, and then the other part of it is like I this quickly injury is like it was a game time decision basically, right? So like, yeah, knee inflammation. Yeah, the, the, he's he he'll probably be fine by the next game or the game after that. Like, you put quickly back in his rotation. With what we saw tonight, and yes, Jeff, I agree with you. Like, you'll probably get 140 put on you by like a good offense, but you might put up 147 on on them too. Like, yeah, like I, I think this team is really, really talented, and I think that's where like my like that that's where I just don't agree with this idea. Like, oh my god, without Mitch, what are we gonna do? Like, we'll probably be okay. We'll probably be a 500 team. Um, and look, we play. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very interested to see 
that two game sweat uh, stretch against uh, Phoenix and the Clippers because like I expect, especially if Markman's not playing, I don't think it matters if quickly plays or not. The Knicks should win that game. Is Markman uh, still out? Yeah, he didn't play tonight. Dude, uh, what, are they just blatantly tanking? Because this now, <laughs> at this point it just seems like a joke. Like they're like, oh, he did a full practice the other day, and it's like, okay, well, it's like why? him and Clarkson. They've been playing like Keontae George a bunch. They've been playing Colin Sexton a bunch. It does look like tanking. Sex, sex, quick sex. That was a dream at one point. Oh, um, God, those days <laughs> of yearning for Colin Sexton. Keontae George had a really nice game tonight. I mean, I know they got obliterated, but Keontae George had a decent, uh, had a really good game. I think he had like thirty and seven or something. Yeah, but we what? can't, that Jeff. Jeff, we can't give that to them because if we did that, if if our guys did that when we got blitzed. Like, oh, he put a bunch of empty numbers. We can't give scumbag Tony Jones, Tony Jones, that credit. Fuck that guy who has me blocked forever. <laughs> so I guess I feel good. Who is Tony Jones? He's like he's the Utah athletics Jones. Utah beat writer. Oh. But he's from he's from New York. So that's how he like justifies all this. A life. black guy from New York being a Utah beat writer. That's very interesting. <laughs> Sam, you said it. Sam, you said it. <laughs> I can say it. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. The Tyrese, time. any thoughts? Tyrese, any thoughts? Here? <laughs> racism. <laughs> yeah. It's not racism if, if, if I'm black and he's black. Put, putting a black man to work for the Utah Jazz is racism. I'm sorry. Me, me and Jeff are just here listening, you know? And then embracing it is self-hatred. <laughs> how do you how do you write for the Utah Jazz and go? You know what? They're Mormons. They got a point. <laughs> when, you know, when you know Robbie Loki was spitting. Like, come on. When we That's have these, when we have these conversations, I legitimately have to watch myself. Like, I was literally, <laughs> literally, literally, literally the first thing I was gonna say when you guys brought this up was I was gonna be like, I love Utah, and then you guys were like. Oh. <laughs> Like I've been there before. I've been, and then you know, like it's like, oh yeah, fucking, of course you have, you know. Like, so I just, I just bite my tongue, you know. I just, well, I just. Well, yeah, well, Jeff, Jeff, so. of course you love Utah, buddy. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big, big skier back in the day, you know. Love the mountain. Um, nah, nah, fuck the, fuck those guys. I've, I've never. Hey, this is there. actually a good. This is a good question. This is for you, Sam. Is Tony Jones actually Uncle? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is what you get here on the post game Strickland stream. <laughs> uh, nothing better question. than to run that down. <laughs> hey Tyrese, I didn't let you down tonight, though, right? Not like Sam. You did not. You showed up. Yeah. And we're here the entire time. Oh my god! I'm never oh, living those days. Oh, I'm Sam. I got a girlfriend. I can't I'm happy for you. Oh my god! <laughs> just don't forget. Just don't forget who who brought you here. I'm here. I'm here <laughs> tonight. For real? Fucking Wednesday. Oh, sorry guys. I uh, forgot. I I made a late uh, Western Conference date with my girl. I don't have any plans for this I, week. I, I hit a ten thousand dollar parlay and I had to go celebrate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh taking her to Red Lobster and Olive Garden. Because <laughs> we got it like that. <laughs> oh, 
this is awesome. This is this is high quality content right here. You don't get this in my life. <laughs> oh my god! I can buy my Shawty Unlimited Metros whenever I want to. Whatever. <laughs> I was just picturing Sam at the mall with like all her shopping bags on his arms. You know, just like, <laughs> just like, just like I was loving that. That was that was so funny to me. <laughs> I'm yeah, so Sam, miserable. <laughs> yeah, Sam crying about like ah, oh, it's so hard having a girlfriend and being shopping with her. I was like, yeah, dude, sounds terrible. Congrats on having sex. Feel bad. Yeah. The, the the first the first guy in my like main friend group who had a kid, you know, sent like the oh my wife's pregnant or whatever, and the first response was just like congrats on getting laid, dude or whatever. And it's like <laughs> I, I want to say that to Sam so bad. <laughs> you get say it to him right now. Nah, it's cool. I gotta save it for a better time. <laughs> oh my Sam, god. Does, Sam, does your girlfriend watch these post games? No. Ah oh, damn. <laughs> Imagine if she did. Wow, why do you talk to these guys? Well, yeah, <laughs> they're they're okay. We, we love them first. <laughs> once you once once you get outside of the live streams, they're okay. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Um, just so everybody knows, uh, me and Stacey will be recording the pod on Wednesday morning, so that'll be out Wednesday. Uh, also, we have to strictly support love in all facets and forms. Also, anyone who's still, anyone anyone who's watching this football game, I have a sweat to make the playoffs in a really big fantasy league, and I'm kind of keeping it together, unlike Tyrese did for the whole hour. But <laughs> I'm I'm very on edge right now. This is Dude, not- are, are the are the Dolphins trolling right now? Can we just stay on until this game is over? I just so sure. so so, so <laughs> I'm up point four. Facing Jason Sanders, when and I get in the playoffs, the the Dolphins kicker. <laughs> so you, so you I, really need him. You're good, buddy. You're, you're base, set. Basically, you're set. I, I need. Con hey, to Jeff, be- Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. You're set. You just won. <laughs> so so Con, you just Con won. was right. Con's right. You just won. You won. And Mike Vrabel, this guy pulls fucking wins out of his asshole. Dude, I said that. I said that to Con yes, you did. on you the did. show. Yeah, you did. I said- <laughs> you did. Guy pulls wins out of the asshole. I have no idea. Like they, they're about to kneel this out. Oh, and by the way, Vrabel went for two down four. My, my Tennessee Titans making sure my Bills have got a shot when it comes out because we're gonna whoop that cowboy ass next weekend, and then we're gonna whoop that Herbertless Charger ass the weekend after that, and then we're gonna whoop that Patriot ass after that, and then we get the Dolphins. Week eighteen, and we're gonna take I, them. I'm I'm flabbergasted on how the Titans managed to consistently do this shit. The Bills are gonna be three point favorites in Miami at least. Hey Jeff, I ho- I hope you took the bet that you were talking about for a long ass time. The Bills to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I hope you were Dude, because that- I believe I believe I believe I believe. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. What, I don't want to tell you my Super Bowl pick right now because I feel disgusting saying it. Okay, so can I guess it? Yeah. Because you said you feel disgusting, right? Yeah. So oh, that so means yeah. both. That means both sides are nasty for you. It's it's the Cowboys. No, so it's the Cowboys. It's, it's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. I think Jack is actually gonna run the fucking table, and it makes me sick. It's the Cowboys and. I think it's gonna be the Cowboys and Bills. 
Why do the Bills make you feel gross? What do we do? No, today? no, I'm saying the Cowboys winning it makes me feel disgusting. The Cowboys won't beat us, man. Come on. Uh, We're about to beat that shit. Dak Prescott is playing like an MVP, bro. Yeah, Dak Prescott is about to fucking play like a fucking LVP next week, bro. You want you want to make money? Bet all his unders next week. I guarantee you that. All right, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll actually do it. Yeah, parlay that shit five bucks, win seven same, million. Same as influenced me. I just, I, just have to, I just have to say, if I have to listen to, if I have to spend an entire postseason listening to him saying we're good, we're good, or whatever the stupid ass. <laughs> Before yeah, we're good. What is it? For? Oh, yeah, we're good. No. Yeah. Oh my no. god. It's, it, it's it's the most annoying pre-snap call that I've heard since um Omaha. What was no? Well, Omaha, no, Omaha was, good. was good. Omaha was good. Let's be real. Omaha was good. Um. So so Aaron Rodgers green nineteen is really bad, and then Cam Newton's ready before every snap was really bad. <laughs> Those two things drove me absolutely nuts, and this one is taking the cake. It's fucking insane. Is there? A more fraudulent quarterback in the NFL than Tua without Tyreek Hill. Um, no, no my comment. Favorite, so my favorite. No, no comment because I have to have this fucking discussion every single week on Strictly NFL. So I, I me, already. And also, he gets to have this conversation now, daily, oh with me god. and Khan via text. It's Just lose my number. It's so. Oh my god! Like I have to check my phone every single day. And it's like it's so crazy. Like, who are these people out here who are calling Tua a top five quarterback? Nobody does. Nobody thinks he's good. I call him top five so that I can then slander him. <laughs> that's that's so smart. I like I like that. That's that's good. really good. Yeah, uh, you can actually find a comment on me during the Bills Dolphins game this year, being like, Tua is going to get paid. He deserves every bit of his money. I am playing the long con here. Uh, I think Tua deserves a two hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> on par with Justin Herbert. And uh, I support all of the decisions that the Miami Dolphins make. Very good run franchise. Very, very good team. And uh, definitely nothing to worry about for them. I find it very weird that Waddle is so... Like, I know Tyreek's awesome, but Waddle's really good too. And I feel like they should engage him more to make sure that they have two really good receivers I, instead of... He I, I actually... The I disagree. I think they should only <laughs> rely uh, on Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Tyree. I'm. I'm I a Tyree I, 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 me, and, me and Tyrese are simpatico here. We always are, to be fair. It's true. Hell yeah. Sam is so ready to be done with this. Sam's like, yeah, I hate football. Unless it comes to parlays. I have a FaceTime call. Honestly. <laughs> Yo, I didn't have any money on this game, so. I wow. This conversation. You want to talk about that? I'm good. Are you gonna put money in the Super Bowl? That's the question. When what? the Super Bowl happens, do you put money on the Super Bowl? Who doesn't? I put money on props. So do you just That's not me. enjoy the Super Bowl for the Super Bowl? I don't enjoy any sporting event just for the sporting event. <laughs> that is such a gambler <laughs> That is there has to be some type of financial tie to it. Dog. That increases actually, the enjoyability of it. It's crazy that you're saying that too, because like you're you actually do it a smart way. Like you don't ever risk too much at all. It's so like it's five dollars like, on shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's you're, way smart. And I hope to win big. And I hope to win big. That's it. You you are the most stable and healthy gambling addict. <laughs> <laughs> Is he though? Are we sure? Because he's like he shows us the one prop he makes. Every week, but we know that motherfucker has got like 
17,000 props that never hit. Oh, my, fa- my favorite my favorite bit Sam has is when he, like, loses a parlay. Like, every single leg comes up just short. And he's like, bro, I was so close. You know? Like, and I'm just sitting there like, dude. You kind of weren't close at all, actually. <laughs> it's just him going, Jalen Brunson could have hit a free throw. Like, yeah, you know, also, bro. Can we, can we just quickly mention this? Can yes. Jalen Brunson just hit a fucking free throw? Like, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Not even for gambling See, purposes. This is, how, this is how you know that he's lost money on this shit. <laughs> he said, "Not for gambling purposes." He's, gambling he's just actually upset. <laughs> bro, he's like he's pissing me off. Like, bro, these are like points you're leaving on the line. Like, bro, it's not even just him. It's like it's Julius. I feel like Julius infected him, and then it infected like infected, 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 infected RJ. Like Julius all is here, just like now. he's like getting his claws on everybody. <laughs> Miss your free throws. <laughs> I need you guys to make me look good. <laughs> but seriously, now what's up with that though? Like we leaving points on the board, and like we getting into these shootouts now. Like could get really ugly. So I'm saying, hey, like we we should on Julius a lot. I think it's worth mentioning. Julius was, I thought the shots he took tonight. I know they were all like short mid range stuff, and they were kind of contested. They were all in his wheelhouse. Those are shots that like he's comfortable taking. Um, and and more than that, he's comfortable taking. Their shots that, like, they didn't pressure him into taking. He got where he wanted to. I was like, all right, I'll take the shot. Um, the, 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 ones... the, the the Raptors were like, honestly, all the shit. Like, you remember, you remember like, you know, when that lawsuit came out, it was like, oh, Darko Raiko has no idea what he's doing. That motherfucker might not actually have any idea what he's doing. <laughs> Just throw that out there. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> The, fucking start that game off with fucking Scotty Barnes on Randall. I was like, all right, bro. Like, he's giving up 30 pounds and, like, 70 fucking IQ points. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the Julius shots from inside the arc, from, like, above the block to the middle... I really liked. I'm not yes. a huge fan of the. I'm not a huge fan of the baseline ones, like the baseline mid range ones. None of that. I mean, he made a few of them tonight, but like they never no, seem. Um, they never seem in the flow of the offense. They always seem like he's forcing those, and I. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just really comfortable taking them, but I wouldn't like to see him taking a, a bunch of those. I like. I like them. I like him taking them when he's, going to his right, not so much when he's fading the baseline on, the, on his left right when when he's fading out of bounds going over yeah. his left shoulder yeah I, I it's it's always weird because i know that like i don't know i mean i am I, surprising to a lot of people but like i'm actually not an nba basketball player um so when i like to take my fadeaways i like going to my left <laughs> in 2k yeah <laughs> but like no i i know what you're saying like when he takes it to his left it it doesn't feel comfortable when he takes it fading to his right. It does feel like more natural. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah. He, he very he very clearly likes going over his dribbling right and shooting that way. And I think that I mean that makes that makes sense. I think most right handed most right handed players like dribbling left and pulling up that way. And I just think it's easier to pull up. From your offhand, I mean Jalen Brunson very clear. Jalen Brunson can go both. Uh, Jalen Brunson can j- pull up with either hand, 
but I think he's more comfortable shooting going right than left. Yeah. No, no, no comment on RJ. Which, which, which way he's more comfortable pulling <laughs> off? I don't, I don't know. I have, I, I don't know. The, the, the less RJ shoots off the bounce, the better. Yeah. There was a weird stat that got tweeted out today that like, he, he shoots. What was it like? He scores like he was zero of ten on ISO possessions. I'm like, so what's the point of tweeting that? Like, I don't understand. So I actually, I I'll tell you why. So I, this is why that set is is stupid. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, it's because it's because I looked this up. If you look up the ISO possessions on NBA.com, it is qualified by a minimum of 10 possessions so this fucking guy 100% looked up iso ppp points per possession and was like oh rj is the least he's got zero he's taking 10 who cares like he's so he's taking less than one per game what the fuck are we talking about oh like this is not like we're force feeding him iso possessions it's a it's a pointless step. I, I would bet all ten of them are like end of shot clock grenades. So. Yeah, and and I and I and if you go back and look at last year, his ISO numbers were like they're not great, but they're okay. So, you know, it's probably just a small sample size thing. Yeah. All right, I think this is yeah. a good place to end. Let's get the fuck out um, of here. <laughs> shout out to everyone that tuned in to all the madness. Um, make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. We're on our way to 1K subs. Make sure you check out all the links in the description. We got links to the site, merch, Patreon, where you can catch um, more of Schwinn and Jeff on their respective shows, Strick and Roll and um, Strictly NFL. Um, <clears throat> and definitely also, check out Strictly NFL, which is way better than any NFL podcast you got anywhere else. Him and Con are doing a great job. They're doing great work. And make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, we'll catch you guys. The next game is on Wednesday. Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, so we will be back on Wednesday. We will catch you guys after the game versus the – did we play on Wednesday, actually? Jazz. Oh, that should be an easy game. We should beat the fuck out of them. What the hell? Oh, my God. This fucking guy. <laughs> I'm this sorry. Guy. Should we not beat them? Should you just not tempt fate? Can you just be a Knicks fan for a second? Can you be a good person? I'm sorry, but the Jazz are like that bad that like... Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Not all of us have girlfriends, okay? What does that have to do with the (laughs) Jazz being bad? I don't know, but I thought I should bring it up. (laughs) Anyways. Sam, does your girlfriend sweat your parlays too? Is she like, oh my God, getting something at the mall? Is that that how this works? No. (laughs) Like, oh my God, if you... If he wins this, I can get a Cosmo. <laughs> Anyways, we'll catch you guys on Wednesday after the Jazz game. Enjoy your Tuesday, everyone. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini yeah, fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New 
new episodes of Fly on the Wallin drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallin wherever you get your podcasts.